0: Welcome to Ignite Purpose. My name is Christina Foxwell, and if you've been listening to my podcast show, you will know that this show is about you, it's for you, and it's to inspire purpose through people's stories. Uh, Today, I have a, a guest who's very close to my heart, and you would know that he has appeared on my show fairly regularly, and I'd like to welcome Chris Yule to the program. Welcome, Chris.
1: Thank you very much. Hello.
0: Hello, and I'm in Sydney, and Chris is in Brisbane, and you can see the sunshine. I've got a jacket on, so yes. All right, what is our topic today on Ignite Purpose? Uh, Well,
1: we're talking today about purpose.
0: Oh, wow. It's quite opportune, this topic, isn't it?
1: It sure is. Uh, I think the, the world that we live in at the moment has changed so much, mm. uh, you know, having a, having a clear why in your life as a person and, um, you know, and, and I think for, for companies looking for the right type of people, it's really, really important.
0: It is so important. Um, this has been something that I've been playing with for a long time, hence my company's name being Ignite Purpose. Um, and there's a few things in my journey that I've recognized around purpose, which I'm going to kind of position position as we talk today. The first thing is purpose inspires passion. Yeah. Purpose is that guiding light, but I do want to caveat this. Sometimes purpose can be connected to my feeling of worthiness and I've got to disconnect that. And we can talk about that later because purpose is a sense of, direction and presence not a sense of i've got to achieve this and then i'll be good enough and i'm going to use an example when i started this practice oh my god it would have been called the performance consultants can you imagine and i said oh god that's so dry i don't want that name um and i know that sounds like judgment but it needed to come from me and when i wrote down ignite purpose it just sparked off me you know what what, why are we calling this ignite purpose because i want to ignite people's purpose and give them the opportunity to be the best they can. I had this long purpose statement because I've listened to Simon Sinek 100 times. And now my purpose statement is simple, to make a difference to one person's life a day. It's measurable, it's aligned to who I am, it connects to the work we do, and it helps me challenge that if I'm not doing that, what am I doing? Interesting thought, eh? Very. What do you think about purpose?
1: So, I think the the lack of purpose is is where, in my experience, it's been you know most obvious. Mm. Uh, and if I draw on my own experience, you look at the, you know, the, the, you know I've I've been in large corporate you know corporate environments and entrepreneurial environments, but um, you know, we found ourselves not long ago, you know, where as an employer, as a large employer, we were,
0: mm.
1: we were not popular. Uh, we were not attracting top talent. You know, we didn't have people wanting to work for us. Um, and a lot of that was just down to the fact that we were asking people to spend a lot of their time away from their families at work. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people just thought, well, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why, you know, I'm, why am I expected to go the extra mile? And, and so by spending some time just thinking about, you know, are we clear about why? Mm-hmm. Are we clear about, you know, why, uh, why we're doing what we're doing? And, you know, it's something that you have to keep, I think you have to keep revisiting because it does change and it evolves over time and you know it's bigger than your goals you, know, you just mentioned you know your um your choice in business and you know having a purpose you know is you know it, it's bigger than that and, it you know, is it,
0: bigger it, than that that's a scary piece though isn't it
1: <coughs> it is uh it, it, can, it can be um mm. and and i think a lot of people that you know w- without spending time because for us it took a you know, it took a good deal of emotional thought to try and figure out, well, what is it, you know, what is it that we are trying to do? Um, and, you know, without it, you you end up just getting, um, getting only half of the job done, I think, where people are just, you know, they, 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 they phone it in, They'll, they'll do their nine to five and you, you don't get the best out of people because it's just a job.
0: I love that you've said that because it's true. <laughs> if your people can't connect their purpose to your organization's purpose and they can't see themselves successful, whatever that might mean for them, within the framework of what you do and why you do it, they won't stay when it gets tough. They won't, they won't stick it out because that emotional connection to why they're doing it, isn't there?
1: So we, uh, so we found ourselves in this spot where, you know, in, in the media space, you know, it's incredibly competitive. And I think anyone in traditional media, and that has taken on, you know, different terms now, if you're in an agency or if, even if you're in one of those traditional uh, digital businesses. Yes. Yes. Who would have thought they would be called traditional? Uh, unless you're really clear with your staff as to what they're there for and how they're changing the world somehow, yeah. um, <clears throat> you're just not going to get the best out of the people that you've got, and you're certainly not going to attract the best people. Mm. And so, you know, when I was uh, going through this process with our team, you know, we're thinking, well, what is it that we're here for? And we boiled it down to uh, to a couple of things. One, you know. We were genuinely uh, interested in helping our customers and, mm. and seeing their business grow and seeing them as individuals grow. And, and, and so that really helped guide us with some of the recommendations and solutions that we're giving them, saying, well, would you buy this from you? Mm. Uh, is, this mm. a, is this really helping them? Uh, because that is, you know, ultimately what we are there for. Now, as an organisation, we had a, a broader uh, purpose, which was to help you know, make Australia a better place. Yeah. And, you know, I keep reminding myself as I, you know, I, I'm really fortunate in my career having met lots of really interesting people. But the one that stands out most for me was when <clears throat> I was having lunch in the garden out front of the office and with my uh, two of my daughters and Headley Thomas walked past Mm. Now many will know who Headley Thomas is but for those who don't he uh, is a journalist Uh, He's Queenslander. He he also wrote uh, and is the he's responsible for um, one of the most incredible podcasts uh, in our recent generation Mm-hmm. And uh, the teacher's pets, and that has led to the um, uh, to the arrest and uh, and to the charge of Chris Dawson, who uh, mm-hmm. for many, many years escaped uh, justice um, for the, the murder of his wife. And it was only through, you know, his persistence and this cold case podcast that just grew uh, through popularity that they uh, continued to focus on it, and you know, it led to uh, ultimately justice being served. So he walked past, and I was having lunch with my with my daughters, and I was so proud. I was so proud when I, um, you know, I explained to my daughters, you know, that. Yes, I have to be away from the home every day and every week and working long hours and, you know, away from my family. But I, I, I had a real sense of being in a company that um, was doing good for, uh, you know, for Australia. And mm. for our teams, you know, we would keep reminding them of that as our uh, as a guiding principle, that we are genuinely helping people. And when you bring it into a, you know, commercial setting where... We operate and focus on you know what it is that you're you know you're not just selling things you're not selling solutions but you're actually helping businesses grow yes and um you know and if you keep reminding yourself that you're actually there for a uh, you know for for a higher purpose than just making your target um and hitting your um hitting your numbers that you're actually genuinely there to help people grow uh that really helped um you know, get everyone through the tough times, of which there are many. Um, and we went further as well. We, we decided to focus on what, what we were there for as a leadership team.
0: I remember that. That was a very long discussion. It was. But a, a good one.
1: Well, and what it meant was that we provided a platform to have the discussion and it lasted for many days, in fact, many weeks, if I recall. And we agreed that what we were there for as a leadership team was to provide world-class careers for our people. Mm. Mm. And, you know, if you roll that together, it, um, it means that as an individual, you can come in knowing that your, your leadership team and your leader is there and their purpose in life is to make your career go as far as you want it to and provide an environment for you to thrive and um, and, and grow uh, and I
0: want to hold that thought there I was standing next to your leadership team for four years and in that time that is what I saw actually now reflecting on it some of the programs you put in place and that you really fought for were those programs that would allow people to who have achieved really live that career recognition piece that's so important. And not just that, but the growth that goes along with it. And I remember you were incredibly passionate about it, and it was really good.
1: Well, it's hard sometimes in, in a big corporate environment if you're not in the head office and you're not... Front and center to some of the decision makers, um, and one of the ways that we wanted to overcome that was show that you, you could, you know, you could be given that recognition and given that reward uh, on an international scale um, if you're in Brisbane or if you're, or if you're, you're in Sydney or in Melbourne. But for us, that was really important to show that you could have an international career uh, in one of the divisions and. One of the ways that we did that was we introduced a uh, really transparent um, program of recognition and reward, and we challenged our leaders to um, to then really understand what was the why for the individuals. Mm. You know, why, you know why were they coming to work, and did they, you know, did they believe in the why that we had as a company? Did they believe in the the why we had as a leadership team? And did we understand, you know, what it was that they wanted to get out of their career and out of their time away from their families. And we introduced a reward scheme where, you know, the leaders were challenged to uh, come up with meaningful rewards mm. that would make a big difference. And, uh, and sometimes that was, you know, not what you'd expect, you know, but if you've got a, if you've got a daughter who's, who's a, a, a track and field athlete, you know, maybe one of the rewards that we could uh, give them is access to one of our, you know, one of our contacts through, through the business who could help them as a coach of their track and field or swimming, you know, or javelin or whatever. And that meant that you're coming to work, you're trying to build a better life for your family you know that you've got uh, individuals within your family, you know that people are paying attention to what's important to you and you're being given rewards that will really benefit them and benefit your family. And so that started to create a culture of, um, of inclusivity and, um, and it meant that people really bought into this idea that we were genuinely there to help make life better for them as individuals, for our clients, um and for you know and for the broader population so um you know that helped us overcome the fact that we were um you know in a really challenging market traditional media owner no longer the flavor of the month no longer didn't
0: like the traditional uh, uh didn't like the name then the market didn't
1: yeah. No, but as a uh, as a member of the team you were able to genuinely say I'm here to help people, I'm here to make life better and I know that the things that I've got available to me to help uh, will, will genuinely help customers grow their business, would genuinely help individuals and you know I'm, I'm happy to spend time away from my family because I know it's genuinely helping me too.
0: And I'm gonna put a lens on for everyone out there, I think it's so important that we create that sense of purpose that people connect to. Um, And as you're talking, um, I'm reflecting just on the pulsating passion it created. I don't think there's any other word to describe it because I remember an activity that the leaders did with their teams, and it was insane you know, do you remember that thing where they had weird hats on and then they were rowing a boat and then they were doing this and, and so it was that we, there were programs that we'd put in place with Mark and they were rolled out to connect people to purpose and purpose to outcome. Um, and even right up to the last time I spent time there, we ended up running those performance modules for people. And the first module was your why,
1: Mm.
0: You know, and understanding what makes you tick. For some of us, we're on the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy. We just need to survive. For some others, we are surviving, but we need to now be something else. You know, and so we're all at different places, which is why that why piece is important. Um, I remember when I started this practice, Chris, and I'm going to make it available to the listeners. I wrote my first dyslexic article, which I'm proud of, by the way, Um, and it was about purpose because I'm going to share a story with you. I was a single mom living in South Africa and I worked in recruitment and I worked in a place called Pretoria and I had about a hundred temps working for me at one stage and the majority were previously disadvantaged women. And if they weren't previously disadvantaged, because we did offer support back officer finance logistics, not sales. We did, well, we did some sales, but we did sort of office functionality and operations and how often it was where people would sit in front of me and cry and ask me to please help them. And so Carolise, my daughter, who now works with me, she must've been six. And this is almost like the conversation you had with your daughter. She said, mommy, what do you do? And I remember driving my little red day. And I said, Carolise, I help mommies like me get work so they can take care of their children like you. That's all I do every day. I just help mommies live. Mm. And that was my first sense of real purpose. And I worked for a company called Kelly. We were not Kelly girl. We were Kelly. And they had a, a statement called Kelly is people. And we didn't get commissions. we got a base salary. And every end of the year, we got a bonus for the branch or the team, which was divvied up. That's another discussion. So it wasn't much, but whatever it was, profit based. And then we could qualify for an overseas holiday that was five star. I'm not even kidding you when I say it was five star uh, for a week. And depending on how we we performed, we got a double ticket. I remember. And this is how poor I was getting a double ticket and not having spending money, but going anyway with my mother, she was my partner in crime. Um, and it was just amazing to go through that experience and to know that it wasn't because of anything, but because of the work we were doing for others. Mm. John Maxwell's got a fabulous uh, quote or equation don't you like a good equation you do you're a high theoretical I do. okay you do so it goes around this if i can use my skills gifts and talents so that someone else can be more i will live a purposeful and fulfilled life and i think we miss that sometimes and we forget about what we're actually doing and i'm going to use another example I have, oh my God, it's still there. I thought I'd pulled it all off. 1.2 million on my wall because we went through this high performance process together and I was adopting a lot of that in my practice. And I'm a sales director in my heart. And it was up everywhere and we were working to, and you know how many times I had tried to grow this business. How many times?
1: Uh, well, it's it's been a journey.
0: It's been a journey. And I remember sitting opposite you sometimes as we were sharing our journey going, sweet God, what am I doing wrong? Um, Because I've got a business background. It just doesn't make sense. Nonetheless, two years ago, I sat with my accountant and at that stage, our business took a dip. You know that because we were talking about it at that stage. And she said to me, "Um, this is what your profit looks like. And I got really anxious as I do because I feel that's failure. Um, And we went through the mechanics and i remember sitting there crying and saying i'm missing something something about having joy in this business isn't there for me i said to john i'm done i'm wrapping it up he was like oh god i don't think you should wrap it up i think you should just breathe 12 months ago i had this shift and i said to my team pull the 1.2 million off the wall please they said why i said because That number is where I feel my worthiness lies
1: Mm.
0: and my purpose lies, but that's not my purpose. My purpose is to make a difference to one person's life a day. That is all of our purpose. And when we do that and we focus on that while we keep our business thinking in the background, we're going to be successful. And can I say something to you? That is true. Mm. It's knowing where my worth lies and my value lies in my purpose knowing who I am, what I bring. And when I give it to you, that's my value. When you're more successful because of what I bring, that's my value.
1: Hmm. It's amazing, isn't it, how often purpose is to do with helping others?
0: It is. It goes beyond us. Hmm. Even the example you used about the families. The purpose we have goes beyond us. The purpose you have when you work so hard for your family and for this business, Chris, I I don't often see leaders love a business. You love the business.
1: Well, I think the you know the fact that uh, we did so many things that I could you know hand on heart say that, that was just a good thing for us to do as a business. And you know, a lot of people who don't who don't know the media uh, landscape or. They might read some headlines, and you know, we were certainly not blameless in some of that, especially what's happening in America. At the moment. But uh, you know, when we when we did a campaign that really helped uh, shine a light on some kind of injustice or some kind of uh, issue, you know, it made me feel really good about what we were doing, and it just reminded me that that we, that we were we were on the right track and we were doing the right things. You know, we had a uh, a campaign that. Shone this shone a light on this issue in Brisbane, and it's not just Brisbane. It's lots of other places in Australia where, you know, people were just getting ripped off mm. by tow trucks, and took this tow truck scam. And there was a, you know, it, you know, this issue that affected so many people. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, heavily pregnant or a young mum, and you just pull into the wrong car space. For- you know, three minutes, your car's getting towed because they've got this scam set up and all of a sudden they're asking for four, five, six hundred dollars. Well we changed that and we changed that by exposing this as a massive scam and uh, you know and this is one of you know a many uh, campaigns that we ran. But I just remember thinking at the end of that when you, you we look at the fact that the Queensland government changed their changed their laws to do with this scam uh, as a direct result of something that we did. And so, when you talk to your, uh, when we talk to our clients about why they should be with us and why they should align their brands with us, it's because we're doing really good things. Beautiful. And I think it's important to have that belief uh, and remind everyone that was working with us at the time that what we were doing was just and it was right and you know meaningful and you know and I think it helped uh, with engagement and encouragement. And good?
0: And I think that's what people buy. Not I think I know. People don't buy how good we look. People buy what we stand for. Uh, one of my clients in Chile recently sent me this um, clip on YouTube about a fragrance. Culture has fragrance. And I love it because the fragrance is derived from purpose. Nice. Isn't that beautiful? That's a Yoda moment. <laughs> it is. Carolisa Lisa said to me often, she's, she's very different to me in many ways. She said to me, the only reason I work with you and I love you mom, but the only reason I work with you is because of what you stand for. Mm. If you didn't have that, I don't think I could work with you because you're crazy when I like my hours and the way I run around, it's nuts. And maybe her tolerance would be less. But because we can fundamentally see people's lives change and transform in front of us, Chris, mm-hmm. because we're not judging them, because we're standing next to them, there's nothing better for me in this whole world. Last week I was running sessions for leaders that are losing their, their um, potentially losing their opportunities for their careers, you know, they're going their organizations going through change. And as we were walking through love with them and making them realize there's no shame in what they're going through, it just is. And how they can actually pivot out of this process and how beautiful that is. To see them moving from day one to leave the end of day two, for me, was transformation. Mm. And that's why we do it. That's why we do it. The reason you do what you do is so that and I, I always love this. I so for anyone out there who doesn't know, Chris has got Scottish heritage, even though he speaks with an Australian accent, and for me, he's like the Highlander, or maybe like um who's that who's the Scottish warrior? What is his name? William Wallace? Yeah, William Wallace. there we go. He is so passionate um and it's about justice. And Chris, I believe fundamentally that's part of your purpose, mm. and you know I think that is what you bring.
1: Well, course I'm, I'm a massive advocate for fairness, mm. and you know openness and honesty is is so important to establishing a, um, a, a an environment of fairness. You know, because people, if they are, if they feel genuinely. Um, accepted and uh, they know that they're being given every opportunity the same as everyone else um, then it it provides a level of comfort and and welcoming that that is so important uh, and when i look back in my career it's where it's where people are being favored or if there is a, a culture of uh unfairness that it, it just becomes so destructive and we tried our best you know we didn't always succeed but we tried our best to be uh, and create a a culture of openness and fence and that's really important
0: i love that you've said that the work we do i often talk about armor and i remember our vulnerability session in the fish bowl do you remember that yes i do (laughs) where we glued your team together through storytelling And it wasn't necessarily that everyone needed to disclose deep and meaningful things. It was just about the willingness to stand next to each other vulnerably and be seen. I don't know if you'd ever done an activity like that before, had you? Uh,
1: No, I I personally hadn't. And I know that the team hadn't either. So that was a new thing for us and uh, surprising and rewarding and challenging all at the same time. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. It's not easy to, be connected at that level because we're uncomfortable as human beings to stand next to each other, Chris. That's what clouds our purpose sometimes is judgment. And also worthiness. So we as humans need to feel that we're good enough, don't you think?
1: Yeah. And, and if you think about how many people are being affected today, uh, you know, you might, you might've lost your job or, you, know, you could might,
0: be losing your job, yeah.
1: You know, the, the amount of uncertainty at the moment is uh, it's extraordinary. We are living through these extraordinary times. And, and you know, I've, I've spent a bit of time my own trying to work out, well, what does the future may mm-hmm. me look like? And I've, I've been really fortunate in my career to have lots of uh, really interesting people and some mentors and some, and some great coaches, you know, present company, absolutely included. Thank you. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is you have to keep reminding yourself as to why you do what you do.
0: Correct. Um,
1: you know, so this persona that you often build up in your own mind about yourself is the thing that is going to hold you back. And, and I think that's a, that's a challenge for a lot of people is to work out, well. You know what is stopping you from moving forward, or evolving, or or changing, or pivoting? It's quite often th- this mental image that you have of yourself. And I think if you if you take the time to just take a step back and think, right, well, what, I, am am I clear about my purpose? Am I clear about my own why?
0: Mm.
1: And then you go through this process of working out, well, how is it that I can continue to be true to myself in, in a new uh, in a new world? and you stop worrying about what other people think of your persona because really it's actually what you think of your own persona. You know, if you think, nice. uh, you know, why why am I doing, why am I here? You know, that's probably the starting point for me. You know, um, what is my story? What is my, you know, how did I get to this point? But most importantly, you know, my story uh, going forward do i want it to be
0: beautiful i am the author of my story
1: and if you think about the the future you a year from now or even you know five years from now uh it doesn't matter what you did before and you know you you take all of the learnings and um and if you're clear about well what is what is it you're here for and you start you know, developing a new narrative for your new story going forward. And I think that's really important. And it's something I've been working through to, you know, try and understand, well, how is it that I can continue to, uh, to do the things that I'm passionate about? Um,
0: nice.
1: Um, you can't do this on your own.
0: No, you can't.
1: Um, I found that, you know, in, in the most challenging and rewarding situations, which bizarrely are often the same thing it's because you are able to um to adjust because you've got the right people beside you
0: Mm. and
1: supporting you and 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 they
0: they love you
1: well and it may not often uh it may not always feel like that but they do and um and i think if you're being honest with yourself and your friendships and your colleagues not everyone deserves to be with you so if you think about what is your new story and what is your new narrative going forward and you need to think about well who is it that i need to have on my team and who is it i don't need
0: beautiful
1: yeah so um, so those are those are some of the uh the, the, the tools i guess that i've been sort of thinking about when you think of the you know purpose so well my, my purpose in many respects hasn't changed you know I'm, I'm here of course i'm uh i want my family to be uh enjoying all of the you know the wonderful aspects of the world that i can show them you know uh, i will do my very best to teach them what i've learned and you know and provide an environment for them to you know become their own people that hasn't changed uh you know the way in which i help people in business you know that is changing and working out well uh you know when i'm really uh, at my best what is it that i bring to the table you know and, you know, who do I need uh, alongside me? And, you know, it's been an interesting journey. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening to this who will be thinking, well, gosh, I'm, I'm in a similar situation and I, I, I just, I'm, I'm a bit rudderless. I know how that feels. How do, I, uh, how do I regain focus and how do I, you know, you know continue to smile in my world? Nice.
0: Well, I think there's a few things as you were talking Firstly, I cannot tell you how what you've just said to me has touched my heart. I've known you for a long time. And I'm moved by your story. Sorry, I'm tearing up. Um, Simply because it is the journey. It's how we show up. It's what we're showing up for. Maybe the choice we really have is, and I spoke to Dr. Jill Stoddard about this on another podcast that I've just put out recently is what's the best me I want to be? You know, um, on my birthday last year, I made it my year of joy and geez, has it been challenging? Um, But it's my year of joy because it's my year of freedom. And the freedom is putting down the expectations that I fear others have of me and just choosing to be my best I can be today. Unmasked, vulnerable, me. Because after all, that's what I have. I could try and sell the world that I'm like X, Y, Z. Why? Why? Actually, what they buy is me. Because when I am me, I'm able to connect deeply and I don't you and I've had this long debate. So I want to go to that quickly. I said to Chris, I'm an introvert. And he said to me, no way you keep saying that, but you're not an introvert or why do you even say you're an introvert? I was listening to, and I think this is relevant for everyone out there because if you're seeking your purpose and you might be feeling rudderless, you're going to be feeling vulnerable. Okay. And not always the positive vulnerability piece, but it's about reconnecting with who you are. Dr. Vivek Murphy, I'm now saying his name properly, has written a book called Together. And he's the, he was a general surgeon of the US um, when Obama was in. And he had to go and have a look at what was making people sick and what could the government do about it. And he came up with this amazing insight that the people that were suffering from heart disease, mental health issues, all that sort of stuff was people that were suffering from loneliness. And here is the stinger for those workaholics around us. We sometimes isolate ourselves in a weird way. Um, and we isolate some of ourselves from the things that should matter. And then that creates a weird loneliness. You've heard this is lonely at the top. Have you heard that? Okay. Well, it shouldn't be, but it happens through isolation and not the good kind, not the kind that's regenerating the kind where we kind of having to push people away uh, in order to be either this persona or to survive the, the tide or many, many ways. so i'm gonna i'm gonna place his book on on the link and chris i would really love you to go and have a look at his work Um, he talks about shame and when we experience shame we isolate ourselves when we experience i remember um when i got to australia and i'd left a really good job in south africa got here three months in the gfc hit and my job was gone bang My furniture hadn't even arrived from South Africa. Josh was three, Carolise was 11, and I just started dating John Foxwell properly in Australia. And I'm thinking, oh, sweet God, help me now. Um, Instead of stepping boldly into this is uncomfortable, but I'm okay, I went into survival mode, which we all do. And in survival mode, you are not connected. You actually are not feeling You are just powering forward to survive. And what it does is it starves us of the ability to be connected with others. And actually, as a human being, we were made to be. That's why we're here. That's why you do the work. That's why purpose counts. And I think it's time for us to rebuild our connection with ourselves to be peaceful, to look at purpose and to be willing to give of ourselves and to be willing to, and I'm going to say this boldly because <clears throat> you're dominant like I am, be willing to let others stand next to us in our vulnerability and care for us. Cause we don't do that easily.
1: No, it's not a, not a natural state sometimes. <laughs> no.
0: And I know with you, I muscle my way into your life every now and again. Um, But I think that's, I feel like you're a brother to me. And I've got deep care for you. Because I see in you the unarmored man. And I, I have for a very long time. But I've also seen the armored man, like you've seen the armored woman. Have you seen Vikings? Yes. Okay. I'm a shield maiden. A ninja Barbie shield mate. I would have made an awesome warrior. My son says no because I'm too small, but that's ridiculous. Small balls roll really fast. Um, but I don't want to be armored up. I want to be my genuine human self. And only then can I truly live my purpose. Because purpose is not about things. Purpose is about being part of something that's meaningful if we boil it down to human nature, it's being part of humans. It's it's connecting with humans. That's what's purposeful. And I think we've got to do it more. What do you think?
1: Well, I think I mentioned this earlier on. You know, it's it's the connection with people and how you can help people that um, more often than not is the thing that drives most people. You know, that is their why. It is how they can. How they can help someone else how they can improve someone else's life um the human connection is so important the the armor i think we all have armor
0: from
1: time to time and uh i I think it's important having people around you that will be honest with you about you know when you've got armor on that you probably don't need
0: Mm. and those are the people that love us with armor or without armor and they're generally the people we put our head next to at night that give us a solid kick up the butt with much love.
1: Yeah, we all need that.
0: Well, John knows when my armor goes up, he now has this beautiful saying, and I posted it on LinkedIn today. He goes, Tina, I'm feeling disconnected. Can you put your shame bag down? And man, that is hugely usually empowering for me but I want to switch gears because I mean this conversation I want to last for a lifetime but I want to I want to give everyone an activity out there to consider their value and purpose is that okay if I share it please go to your local office works or wherever you can buy a nice stack of post-it notes get a nice marker or those smelly markers get your family to help you find a wall in your home that you call your value wall And on a post-it note, you write the key things that you bring that's inherent to you that you can give away so that others can be more and you just build this wall because you've got to see it and you've got to believe and know what you have because if you don't know what you have, how can you be purposeful enough to give it away? And I'm not talking about the things we are taught in corporate to have. I'm talking about the genuine article, you. I did that for about six months before I started this business and my family thought I was nuts. Actually, I do think they think I'm nuts sometimes. I'm an inventor by the way, but that's another discussion. And it helped me recognize what I have. And actually I'm so clear on what I have right now. I had a client asked me about something the other day and I said, I don't do that. I know he does. I'm happy to call them and I'm happy to connect them to you, but I don't do that because that's just not the best of me. And I want to show up every day committed to be the best of me. Is that a powerful thought? I think so. Okay, Chris. So if there's one thing you leave with our audience today for them to think about, connect to, what would it be?
1: Uh, Look, I think what you've just touched on there is having having the space in your mind to take yourself into a uh, into an area where you really understand why you are where you are mm-hmm. and what it is that you can offer to help others yeah. and sometimes it's hard to know why you are why you are in in your current predicament uh but i think if you think about those times when you are at your best you know, what it is that you bring to the table, that starts to, I think, unlock some of those secrets as to what it is that you have uh, that can really help um, establish your why and your purpose in, you know, in the direction of travel that you're taking. And um, and it will also help you write your story of the future. You know, we all beat ourselves up about the things that we could have done better in the past, but, you know, dwelling in the past is not helpful. It is about writing the future uh, you and um, you know, just taking the time, I think, to just give yourself the- um, Presence. Give yourself the, the, the space and be present with yourself to try and work out what is it that I can uh, do to help
0: others. I love that. Please don't be scared to look inside. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, if you see something that you feel is shameful, you have to look at it, acknowledge it, and let it go. Because if you don't, that little, I'm going to call it the little, I'm, going, I'm not even going to tell you what I call it, the asshole, keeps talking to you and will break down your ability to stand in your value and in who you are. And if that's my biggest call out, the past is gone. Recognize it and release it. Stand in today so you can write tomorrow. And give your family as many 20-second hugs as humanly possible. Chris, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for sharing your heart. I feel like I've just sat with you around a fire talking deep, deep thoughts around how we show up and we've shown up today. I want to encourage our audience out there to show up for yourself. It's worth it. It's not easy. Pain and growth is not easy. Step through the fear and acknowledge where you're at. It's the only way forward. Uh, This has uh, been a great pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me, Chris. I can see that beautiful Brisbane sunshine behind you. Um, And Chris will be back again because he is one of my dear friends and I love hearing his heart and walking with him as he goes through his journey. I want to encourage you out there. Please connect with me or with Chris. I'll put both our links on LinkedIn. We want to be connected in your world. We want to be here if you want to ask any questions. And we want to tell you right now, we're not perfect, yet we choose to show up. So please don't be perfect. Just choose to show up. This is Christina Foxwell. It's been great to spend time with you. And I'm I'm tuning out until next time. Take care. Bye.